at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. It's 20 to 9, you are with SAFM and this is the Jet Set Breakfast. And we are certainly traveling not just around South Africa, but across our borders as well. So, mission accomplished is what we could answer for the Mzanzi Edge Expedition. What is it? It's part of the Kingsley Holgate Explorer team. We've interviewed Kingsley here on the show. Now we have his son, Ross Holgate, who was the expedition leader, who's also a humanitarian and an author, on the line. Ross, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. How are you this morning? I'm brilliant. How are you? I mean, as uh, I said, mission accomplished. Tell us uh, what you've accomplished. Yeah, listen, it's absolutely superb to have uh, to have succeeded uh, in the expedition. Um, it was an expedition, Michelle, to circumnavigate the entire borderline of South Africa. We called it the Mzanzi Edge Expedition. And like I said, an expedition to track the entire outline of uh, of Mzanzi, South Africa, a journey that took us uh, over 80 days, sure. about uh, 16,230 kilometers. Yeah. But more importantly, we were able to distribute over 250,000 nutritional food packs to people affected by this terrible sort of COVID situation that we're all going through. So, Ross, it's a marathon event, and I imagine to, to do something like that needs massive, massive operational and systems engagement. Tell us uh, about that particular part of it. That's an interesting question, Michelle, because, you know, we were actually on our way to do something completely different. <laughs> yeah. And we, we had spent... I mean, just, I know, sorry, not to harp on this terrible year that we've all had, this 2020 yeah. that we want to control, alt, and delete. But we had, we, had, we had spent months planning a transcontinental journey from the UK, uh, bringing uh, two new Land Rover Defenders, which they had just launched from the factory all the way back to South Africa for the official launch. Yeah. Um, and all that was just about to happen, and it went haywire. So there we were, all that planning, a complete loss, all the visas, all the effort what had been a complete waste. So we sort of sat in lockdown, felt very sorry for ourselves, but then eventually picked, picked ourselves up and said, well, what can we possibly be doing over this time? Yeah. And as sort of South Africa eased out of lockdown, we said, well, why don't we, you know, we do all these expeditions into deep, dark, far away Africa, places like Somalia, Algeria, Libya, the Central African Republic, Chad, we never get to spend any time in our own beautiful South Africa. Yeah. Isn't, isn't this an opportunity? And so we set, we said, you know, it was around a, a bit of a sort of sneaky fire somewhere during lockdown in the bush trying to escape suburbia. And uh, we decided, well, why don't you circumnavigate South Africa? So, to be totally honest, there wasn't too much planning. There was just, here's an opportunity <laughs> over this time to do it. Before we get locked down again, let's just get out there and do it as quickly as possible. So, so let's talk about the circumnavigation. I mean, you, you did the entire length of the Kruger National Park's fence line with Mozambique. You did the straight-edge border with Namibia, the Khalakhadi Transfrontier Park. You really have covered so many different parts of our country. What have your learnings been with regards first to our borders? Sure, that was a fascinating one. You know, we sort of, so we know when you talk about that, our South African border with Mozambique is about 
just under 500 kilometers. Our border with the new Eswatini, Old Swaziland, is 430. Border with Zim is 225. Our border with Botswana is nearly 2,000. Namibia, nearly 1,000. And Lesotho, nearly 1,000. So for the entire beginning of the expedition, you're pretty much following a fence line on your right shoulder. Is it a fence line? It starts off very funnily enough, it starts off a bit like Trump's wall with Mexico. When you start, when you start the Mozambique section, um, a line called the Muck Mahon line, yeah. um, they're actually building a concrete wall. Yeah. Okay, um, that's to stop sort of vehicles being smuggled over. That's a few kilometers along, and then there's a, there's a bit of an effort of a fence. That continues with the border with Mozambique until you get to Swaziland. Then, for some reason, there seems to be more neighborly friendliness with, with Eswatini, and there's no, there's no fence line as such. Until you get back to um, Mozambique, um, the, where the sort of three countries meet, namely South Africa, Eswatini, and Mozambique, and then the fence line starts quite dramatically again. Uh, and are our, are our fences in good order? There are sections where they are new and in good order, and then there are very definitive holes where the smuggling takes place. Yeah. Anything from vehicles being pushed through to goods and the likes of And, you know, I think also, Michelle, over this time, there's been some desperate yeah. movement of people and goods just to survive. Yep, yep. Um, but the military, have been, the military have been in full force along the fence line. In fact, we, we were getting permission to follow the fence line down from Kamatipus, and uh, the, the, the sort of general of that area gave us full permission, but unfortunately the message didn't slip right down the ranks. And one of the members of the expedition, who is a cyclist, Mark Nixon, was nearly shot by our own military. So there, there, is, quite a, there is quite a force guarding it. Um, but, you know, your question about the fence line is a little negative along the Zimbabwe border. You know, the so-called washing line that was erected recently. Yeah. Um, we met some uh, some Zimbabweans that were crossing the uh, the line quite freely between South Africa and Zim. Yeah. And they, you know, the one guy who Kingsley interviewed said, you know, we just cut and go. Huh. Yeah. And the, taxi, the taxis are servicing the other side. So... Yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting. But for us, you know, for us, it was a different journey. For us, it was, it allowed us, that was the the symbol thread that we had to follow was this fence line on the right-hand side. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the vegetation so thick that the actual fence is scratching down the side of the vehicle. So yeah. it, it really made us keep true to our objective. So, Ross, you mentioned the need, um, and I think that that's quite clear in this country right now, the dire need, and not just in this country, but certainly in our neighbouring countries as well. What was the conversation around COVID that you had with people? Very, very mixed. You know, Michelle, we unashamedly sort of adventurers and geographic yeah. adventurers, but what it has allowed us, allowed us the opportunity to get to areas where there are no facilities, no normal healthcare centers and the likes of. So you really get to, to meet with the most needy people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's sort of why we use the slogan of using these adventures to, to save and improve lives. Yeah. Um, we also, one of our initiatives is community conservation education. 
Yeah. And that's the sort of education of communities living alongside wildlife protected areas. Yeah. You know, to give young kids the opportunity to see wildlife so that they can become ambassadors and in the future protect our wildlife. Um, yeah. and, through, and through COVID, these communities have been incredibly effective because tourism is shut down completely. So, yeah. so they've had no access to anything, to jobs. To, so, so that's how the campaign actually started. It was a campaign called Feeding the Wildlife Community. And it was trying to help those people living along wildlife areas with some type of nutrition so that they wouldn't start cutting fences and, you know, and, mm. um, and poaching and the likes of. And then that grew, that sort of grew onto this expedition as we continued because there's so many protected areas along the outside of South Africa, a lot of uh, transfrontier conservation areas where, mm. you know, where two countries share a park. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're in such rural areas that we came across people that hadn't even heard about COVID. Yeah. There are, such, there are areas of South Africa that are so vast that, you know, the message hasn't even got to them. Yeah. It's yeah. quite an interesting sort of take. So for us, also quite nice in a way that you escape. I mean, we had weeks and weeks where there wasn't even a conversation about COVID because we were so deeply entrenched in the wilds of South Africa. Yeah. We need to go to a break, Ross, but uh, very briefly, one would hope then that uh, all these people who come from the city don't then bring the virus to those people who don't know it and don't have it. 100%, especially over this uh, festive time. Yeah. Ross King Holgate, thank you so much for joining us, son of Kingsley Holgate and part of the Explorer team that uh, finished the Mzanzi Edge expedition, traveling along the border of South Africa and our neighboring countries as well. Sounds like it was a fascinating journey and we look forward to hearing more about it as well.